welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I'm delighted to be joined by Scott Schutte. Scott is a longtime produce retail executive whose award-winning career has included stops at Sprouts, Bosch's, Fresh Time, and AJ's Fine Foods. Scott and I got to talking about the time-honored practice of checking out your competition to see what ideas you could borrow and repurpose for your own stores. So, of course, Scott and I ended up finding so many examples that I decided to make our rather lengthy conversation into a multi-part series. We described these examples as we talked about them, of course, but you can also look at the photos of these examples on my LinkedIn page. To find me there, just search Ashley Nickel, that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-N-I-C-K-L-E. And speaking of my LinkedIn, if you have topics that you would like to hear about on the program, please send me a message. I started this podcast as a place for produce retail folks to learn from each other. And so I would love to hear what it is that you want to learn. Today, we are talking about cross-merchandising. We discuss examples inside and outside the department, best practices for making sure those out-of-department displays stay fresh and full, fixtures, experimentation with those incremental SKUs, and more. So without further ado, let's head on over to that conversation with Scott Schutte. As far as just how things are are placed together, different areas of the store, these examples in particular, we're talking about cross-merchandising outside the department. So tell us a little bit about uh, the environments where you saw these. Which is a little different. Um, We all see some of the great um, merchandising pictures that float through trade publications or through LinkedIn or from, you know, some of our favorite merchandisers in the retail world out there. Um, But they're all about great sizable produce displays in the produce department. Uh, This is just a different way of looking at the competition when you go in and looking at some merchandising concepts that are out of the box and literally out of the produce department and how effective they could be. That first example was, you know, the big organic cereal display that's up in the front lobby of, uh, of a local Sprout store. And what a great job they do promoting in a big, massive way organic cereals, big popular category for Sprouts. And they don't stop there. They've actually flanked the display with a, uh, a little um, display mechanism uh, that's vertical rather than uh, horizontal. So it doesn't take up a lot of space, but it's a, a hanging banana tree where they've uh, flanked organic bananas on an organic promotion next to that organic cereal that pairs up perfectly and they're side by side and a great opportunity for a customer to uh, not just pick up one, but end up picking up both and putting it into the cart and having it uh, incremental sale as they get through that front register. But for the produce department to jump out of their space and uh, utilize a very small square footage amount of space over in the grocery department or in the front lobby of the store and help complement that uh, organic cereal display, I thought was uh, very um, effective and something that I took snapshot on as far as in my greatest hits, things that I would love to duplicate or do and uh, use in an environment uh, that would help benefit me. The second idea was um, how effective cross-merchandising something as simple as cored pineapple or sliced pineapple in the meat department next to the very large ham display at, at Easter time. Um, this might be more holiday impactful than everyday impactful, but um, the amount of cord pineapple 
that I saw in customers' grocery carts alongside the fresh hams that they were purchasing was incredible. And it was a definitely a, a campaign or a, a cross-merchandising program that was very effective and worked well for not only the store, but let's face it, this, this one works great for the consumer. They don't have to go to two places. Um, they've got a friendly reminder that, you know, obviously pineapple goes great with some of these spiral hams and whole hams that they had for sale in the case right there. And they were just an arm's reach away from the ham and uh, actually helped uh, some incremental purchases when it came down to that ham dinner or the, the Easter planning at the time that this picture was taken. Yeah. The next picture is another one of my favorites and it's in that same department. It's how well the meat department and the produce departments can work together when they complement each other and they put items side by side that are refrigerated items, fresh items that, uh, that go together and that help plan the meal for the customer. And it's real easy for me with my customer hat on when I walked up and I saw the stir fried strip steaks on sale side by side next to a value added package of fresh cut fajita vegetables. And they had the, the peppers and the onions. I think some of them even had mushrooms in them, but um, great opportunity for uh, a quick and easy meal that night to be able to pick up both of them side by side, have them in the grocery cart, have a nice little ring up at the front register. In that same picture, um, they did a really good job right below that fajita possibility um, with a fresh stew mix. And right next to that fresh stew meat, uh, the fresh cut cubed beef that they had on sale is they had that opportunity value added package of um, celery, potatoes, onions, carrots, and some other ingredients that went perfect in a fresh stew. And at the time of year that this picture was taken, it was a, a perfect opportunity for a quick and easy crockpot meal or uh, a quick and easy stovetop meal that uh, really complemented each other. And I thought the use of cross merchandising was uh, really strong at this particular store location. And they did a uh, a wonderful job helping the consumer, but helping grow sales also for the store. And a quick question for you, Scott, what is, and maybe this is a very simple, straightforward answer, but what's the best practice on when you have satellite displays, maybe at a few different places in the store, making sure that those are on the radar of whoever's restocking the produce department to make sure they don't forget about those and they visit those other places as well. Absolutely. And so one of the other comments that I was going to make when I saw this was how impressive it was to me that two departments were working side by side together and there wasn't any uh, barriers or walls between the two departments that these guys, gals, obviously had a great communication and a great program set up that they were not only watching in stock conditions and making sure that product was faced up and looked good, but they were also watching code dates of some very perishable items also, and that they were working side by side and together uh, with strong communication to make sure and ensure that uh, um, both departments were benefiting from this program. And whether it was setting alarms or the, the, the meat department or the butcher team helping oversee and keep a close eye on it and, and giving some of those uh, intercom calls or walkie-talkie calls over to the produce department when things weren't looking less than perfect, or it was just a, um, a very strong regimented schedule by the produce department 
that made everybody on the produce team realize, hey, out of the box, we've got cored pineapple over in the meat department. We've got fresh organic bananas up front in the lobby next to the organic cereal. We've got to keep an eye on those displays. We've got to step out of our box a little bit and remember that we've got some fresh perishable product in other departments. We've got to keep a watchful eye on them for all the right reasons and uh, really hunker down to that checklist every day that for the closing team, for the opening team, or whoever it might be in produce, that uh, th there's a, a box to be checked off. And um, some of the stores that have the luxury of having technology and have tablets that uh, include some check boxes on them on things to make sure are accomplished each day on the on the daily duties, that stuff like this is added to it and that everybody is aware of it and uh, capitalizes on the big benefits of cross-merchandising outside of the produce department and how impactful it can be for the store. Hmm. Absolutely. And here are a few more examples. And it looks like, so this is cross-merchandising for incremental sales. So this looks like it's within the department on this one. Yeah, these were definitely within the department and you kind of take for granted um, our opportunities within our department to bring in product from outside the department and or uh, collect uh, items from our department that uh, probably go better and are better cross-merchandised next to the corresponding product. So a good example or a fast and easy example was um, a chocolate banana mix that's uh, used for dipping bananas that um, is on a strip clip that takes up hardly any real estate um, as far as the uh, the footprint on the store, uh, but it enhances a, a secondary banana display and might increase a little bit of, of grab and go activity. And although, you know, the chocolate banana mix next to the bananas might not be the best example in the world of building incremental sales, um, I think you can use the same type of strategy in all kinds of other categories and locations of the department with that strip clip mechanism. Um, there's great opportunity with um, uh, packaged herbs in certain sections of the department, and maybe it's packaged basil that uh, fits on this strip clip hanging off the side of a tomato display that is a perfect complement. Or maybe it's using a strip clip like this um, uh, to do the uh, very popular um, package of guacamole mix that hangs perfectly on the strip clip and hangs off of the front of the avocado display or a satellite avocado display that really helps build a basket. And so now the consumer is not thinking about buying an avocado, but maybe thinking about buying multiple avocados, a package of the seasoning mix, maybe some tomatoes and some onions and some other fresh ingredients that could be chopped up into that guacamole mix. And instead of a single avocado sale, you've got an entire guacamole ingredients sale that really helps out. So that, as I said, simple and effective strategy right there, but I thought, you know, could be used in multiple locations throughout the department to really help build some sales. The next picture that's uh, in front of us right now is a, a, a giant fresh refrigerated berry case that's in a uh, traditional front of the store location that hosts organic berries and conventional berries of all varieties. And um, to make it very simple and easy for the customer, 
this particular retailer uh, was in Albertsons that really took advantage of building a destination for all the accompaniments that go along with fresh berries. And so instead of the consumer having to trek all the way across the store over to the bakery and look for angel food cake or pound cake or, you know, even the, the mini pound cakes, that they were all inclusive right in front of the fresh berry display and really an accent or uh, 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 an addition to the fresh berry display that was helpful for the, the consumer. And so they took it a step farther and they said, well, let's make this our, our berry accompaniment destination location and let's include all the chocolate dips. Let's include some of the, um, you know, the, the popular uh, berry jellies that go along with the berries. Let's include crepes, you know, let's sky's the limit. Let's load this thing with everything that corresponds to berries. And it's hard to see in the picture, but they actually took it a step farther right around the corner they included in the cold case the the cans of whipped topping that need to be refrigerated but again our perfect cross merchandising incremental sales opportunities with the berry display and so as the consumer is shopping wow how easy is it to actually pick up the berries that are on sale alongside fresh made angel food cake alongside any of the glazed toppings or the chocolate toppings that go with it and or a can or two of that uh, fresh whipped cream that would be the perfect topping for a, a fast and easy dessert. So you're really creating a recipe for a customer for a fast and easy dessert and you're making it almost impossible for them not to put more into the cart rather than just a single package of berries. So great job here on some incremental cross merchandising ideas that were effective out there. Again, above and beyond, you know, just a uh, a hundred case display of avocados that looks great out there, and they used uh, you know the grower boxes and perfect signage and a perfect location in the store to build the display. Um, this kind of takes merchandising to that uh, next level as far as you know when you get down into merchandising, what other little opportunities are there in addition to? You know, building a great-looking, fabulous display out there. What else can I do? What 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 the other little things can I do to that display to help build sales? Absolutely. Well, and it's to me, it's so neat too because with the amount of product that you're typically putting out in these kind of little secondary displays for these add-on items to complement produce, right? There's, there seems like there'd be a lot of room for experimentation. Like next to the bananas, I know the the banana bread mix is a popular one, of course. I personally like chocolate chips in my banana bread. So maybe you put the premium chocolate chips out there with it too, right? And that way, Absolutely. not only are you getting that, you know, bigger basket, you're up in the, the ring in there too. Yeah. And I think your comment is a must have in the world of retail that, you can't get stale. You can't stand still and have the same display week after week, month after month, year after year that you've got to experiment. You've got to try different things. You've got to provide some sort of entertainment value for the customer so they don't see the same old thing every single time. And uh, most of all, for you as a retailer, you have to be able to, uh, as a barometer or a gauge, measure the impact of what's successful. What What are the reactions to the action that you just made or the merchandising decision that you just made. Um, uh, an example like this also 
really helps, um, just like in the meat department, break down the walls between departments and uh, makes the bakery department realize, wow, you know, prime real estate next to the fresh berry case for my fresh made angel food cakes and my pound cakes, my loaf cakes, my mini, you know, my mini cakes, my mini sponge cakes. Wow. I've never seen movement like that before. Um, that's a great location over there. You know, I'm going to take advantage of keeping them full, keeping them fresh and uh, be in communication with the produce department to, uh, you know, not only help them sell berries, but it's helping me move quite a bit of this perishable cake product that's uh, normally maybe not as active sitting over in the corner in the bakery department. So great opportunities for partnership within the store with multiple departments when you merchandise like this. That makes a ton of sense. And I would imagine, especially, it even encourages more of those conversations because before, of course, this shows up beside the display, you've got to talk about you know, what, what's the additional amount that we want to order because, you know, we're, we're putting it here thinking it's going to sell through and we're going to have some good movement. So, you know, how do we need to adjust ordering accordingly? Like we discussed earlier, who's going to be the one maintaining if it's a secondary location, you know, who's going to be the one maintaining that during the day? Like you said, do we have a schedule? Do we have the walkie talkie system where we're just watching and, and keeping each other in the loop about it? Um, and like you said, the, the more those conversations happen, the more you get a comment like, oh, you know what? Blueberries are on ad next week. We should really do this with the blueberries too. Great topic of of conversation. I know that uh, many chains have those uh, morning huddles or afternoon huddles or uh, multiple times throughout the week, huddles where the department managers meet together with assistant directors and store directors and store management folks and talk about items like this or talk about category um, optimization like this and opportunities within the store. And so a great place to have that conversation and talk about success stories on, you know, really strong, aggressive merchandising like this that helps multiple departments. And the bottom line is it helps the total store because the sales at the front register are the common goal for everybody. And uh, this is a great effort. Back in the studio now, a huge thank you to Scott for sharing his expertise with us. And thank you to our listeners for joining in on the fun. Next up in the series will be assortment, including creative packs done in-house, and what you can learn by looking at the space given to different items when you visit stores near yours. And one last thing before you go, if you are learning from or otherwise enjoying these conversations, please do rate and review the podcast. That support helps me keep it rolling, lets me to continue to bring you insight from some really wonderful and knowledgeable people throughout this industry. Thank you again for joining us, and we will see you again next time on the Produce Retail Podcast.